Hello everybody and welcome to the JGT podcast. My name is Craig Gilligan and I'm Chair and Trustee of the Joe Gilligan Trust. Um, so please visit our website, joegilligantrust.co.uk or visit us on the usual social media platforms and you'll find out just exactly who we are and why this charity exists. Um, but we're starting podcasting. This is a new venture for us and hopefully it will go well. Um, our first guest is Josh Leach. Um, I've known Josh all his life. I've known, known his family, his parents, his brother. He's a wonderful young man from a wonderful family. Josh is a doctor. He trained at Birmingham University. He's married to Maisie and they have a beautiful little boy called William who has an auto beam smile. He, he just smiles all the time. He's delightful. Josh loves music. He plays several instruments and for lots of reasons, he will be a really interesting guest. Um, he was one of Joe's best friends. Um, he, he loves science. He loves music. He loves podcasts. And he will have come across people in his life who've overcome adversity and challenges. And that's something that we're keen to get into as well. So uh, let's meet Josh. Hello Josh, happy Sunday afternoon, thank you for coming around today. Absolute pleasure, thanks for having me. Brilliant. So Josh, professionally and, and in all other areas, I know you as a doctor, but just take me back if you wouldn't mind to how it all began and why you chose that pathway. Um, I suppose, well originally I wanted to do something uh, in music, I either wanted to be a session musician or a music journalist or something like that, and then um, at school you know, kind of realised I was okay at science and enjoyed it and then expo been exposed to healthcare through my older brother Tom's um, brain surgeries and obviously Joe being unwell and then realised sort of the natural progression from there was to, you know, go into a, a career with that used science and I wanted a job that wasn't um, where I felt like at the end of the day I'd, I'd done something worthwhile and there was a point in me going to work that day. I didn't want something that, um, you know, I thought no one would notice if I wasn't there. Yeah. So, yeah, I just kind of... So what, there. was there a, a particular time? Because w- wanting to be in the arts and to study music and, uh, and, mm. and this, it's such a different pathway, isn't there? Was there a particular, was it GCSEs or A-levels or just... It was uh, I, in the, in year 11 and I'd already picked my A-levels. I was going to do English. Yeah. Uh, language, media, I think, and maths. Um, and then I, it was the January results and I got my biology and chemistry results um, and uh, they were really good uh, surprisingly to me so then I started thinking about science and, and yeah. jobs that had you know used biology and things and and then uh, yeah just started down that train of thought and then yeah. eventually I changed my levels to maths biology and chemistry yeah. and rest is history <laughs> but run, running alongside that has always been you your love of music hasn't it you've yeah you've ne- that's never gone away has it yeah no i've been i've been in bands since yeah was uh, it borders was that was your, your main band wasn't yeah it? borders yeah a few bands before that yeah um, yeah we dream of discovery and then even now i'm in a, a I fed up Chili Peppers tribute band with no singer. There's <laughs> any singers so, out there? Yeah, the one who fancies an instrumental Chili tribute <laughs> played it at fair events, then you know who to call. Give us a shout. Give us a shout. 
Amazing. So this this shortage of doctors in the UK is this when when you're on the ground floor like you are on a daily basis? Is that real? Is it happening? Or yeah, absolutely. It's there every day. It's evidence on every day you're going to work. Look at the rotor. See who's going to be on at what times. Who's coming in on what shifts. And inevitably there'll be two or three gaps. Um, and it's something my colleagues and I have pondered before why it's so competitive to get into medical school. And then all of a sudden when you actually start work. Um, there are all these gaps on the rotor mm. and I don't know if part of that is the hospital the hospital environment itself is a tough place to work in if people yeah. you know realise it's not for them or or drop out for other reasons I'm not quite sure mm. but yeah why, why do you think people give up um, and perhaps not just medicine why do people give up on music sometimes as well and wanting to do what they really want to do in life um, I guess that's a yeah. tricky question but yeah I don't know, I don't know it's for a lot of endeavours, like people sort of dream about things and then for whatever reason it doesn't work out. It's the the reality is never quite the same as how you've imagined it, is it? Mm. Um Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And what what is the left where where do you want to go next in, in medicine now? What's what's next to achieve for you? Because you're at the Royal Stoke now, aren't you? And sometimes you're at county. Yeah. Mainly yeah. in um emergency ward, is it? Yeah, in A and E. In A and E, yeah. The emergency department. Yeah. Um from then, so this year I've applied to, for uh, general practice training, so that's another three years of training yeah. um, to be a fully qualified GP, but I don't know if I could be a full-time GP, I th- right. think I'd probably get bored, but then I enjoy A&E, but if I did A&E full-time, I think I'd probably get burnt out, so yeah. my yeah. ideal plan is to do GP training and then work in A&E, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. which is, um, you can do as a GP, there are a few GPs who do that now, so that's the plan, all locum GP, we'll see. <laughs> So go, going back to, to music and the fact it's never left you, this, this love of music, mm. um, any, any particular artist, band, time period in music? I think I know the answer to this one, but <laughs> that's yeah. it's really been with you all the way through. Well, as I alluded to earlier, Red Hot Chili Peppers and yep. John Frusciante, their guitarist, one of their guitarists through the years, the longest serving guitarist, is... Um, People who know me will know how how far my obsession with them goes. <laughs> um, yeah, their 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 particular album, by the way, which came out in two thousand and three, um, which I was ten years old. It was Joe who introduced Tom to that album, and really? Tom introduced course, obviously yeah. me as a wide-eyed younger brother looking up to these <sighs> lads listening to their yeah. um, music and you know CD players in the bedroom. Um, and yeah, from there, it's the mammal with Chili Peppers. And then other bands as well, Biffy Clyro, Jeff Buckley, um, yeah. have been big influences as well. So you mentioned John Vashante, is it? What, yeah. what is it that makes his sound unique and special, do you think? Um, well, it's, I mean, talking about an artist like John Vashante, because he's so prolific, his spectrum of um, material stretches from you know when he first joined the, the chili peppers it was almost punk rock yeah then it evolved into funk and then sort of with after that californication by the way stadium arcadium you know almost indie rock with um all sorts of influences but i think really the thing that makes him stand out to me is the pure emotion he can convey just with his instrument or with his voice Every every note and every inflection 
every bend just sounds like it's coming straight from his from his soul and it's it sounds cheesy but no no that's uh that's what i feel about it i think that's probably fair to say of all that band isn't it because they they're so widespread with fleas jazz background and yeah as the, the drummer chad smith yes they come yeah. from such a varied background don't they really? yeah they do um, yeah but it was it was joe and tom was it then that first started <laughs> yeah. to play there so that probably came from yeah. sam as well did it i suppose he, he would have been involved well, yeah, in this yeah. somewhere along the line yeah um and i was reading something the other day actually and i thought this is true it was about um no actually it was, i was at a, a gp conference last yeah. year and he was talking about um it was about mental health in teenagers and young adults and it said it was talking about how when uh, as an adolescent your brain is obviously going through enormous change hormonal change chemical change and um, structural change different connections are being made and neurons are being you know pruned here and there and the emotional centers in the brain actually perceive emotion on a far more intense scale than you do when you're a child or when you're an adult so for example if you fall in love whilst you're a teenager it's all consuming you know Mm. it's a very intense emotion as is fear anger anxiety you know, which can all be amplified and if, if you're a teenager and yeah. you've got anxiety or depression, for example. Um, but on uh, sort of on um, in, on that note, if you find an artist that, you re- that really resonates with you, then that connection is also amplified and that um, sort of uh, sympathy you feel with that artist and you know, if there's something that you particularly love, any band or music or yeah. any particular place or memory, then your connection with, with that artist is, is with whatever that thing is, is is amplified and that connection stays with you for the rest of your life. So wow. Wow. I think that's why you've, even now, like bands that I listen to at sort of that age uh, that Tom and Joe would introduce me to yeah. or yeah. music that I listen to then, even now sort of, you know, reactivates memories and you can feel that sort of connection and... and in your brain when you listen to it. Wow. So music could be prescribed for people with certain conditions and can obviously help. Yeah. And, you know, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a powerful thing, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah we all have. I think we all have pieces of music that take us to a certain place. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, perhaps that's an explanation. Amazing. And what, what do you think makes bands like the Chili's memorable? Because, I mean, I think you know successful music is music that's you know memorable and lasts and mm. what do you think that sets them apart is it this wide-ranging different styles they've got going on this very hybrid yeah fusion nature to the music I and think the songwriting that's definitely, yeah one element of it they've like i say they've 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 spanned the whole spectrum from punk rock through to funk um and then you know alternative indie rock um which obviously means that you appeal to a wider range of people, but I think maybe perhaps the key to their longevity is just the the, the sincerity of the connection with and the chemistry between the band members. You can see yeah. how easily they they write music and um, yeah. and for whatever reason it just speaks to me. Yeah, creative partnerships are difficult, aren't they? And they they've lasted a long time now. Yeah, they? they've been around for a long time. Yeah, and they yeah. still seem to be yeah. going strong. And they've gone through a lot of ups and downs as well. Obviously, Freshante left the band and after the release Blood Sugar Sex Magic I think in 1992 right spiralled into a heroin addiction yeah um, spent all of his money on drugs burnt his house down got yeah. burns to his arms lost all of his teeth wow had to have surgery to replace his teeth 
and was really? basically on the brink of death, yeah, until yeah. I think Flea visited him and sort of saw how unwell he was, checked him into rehab, and then um, he managed to get his, his life sort of back on track, and then he rejoined the band, and then they kind of carried on going from strength to strength from there. So what do you think was the trigger for that? Was it lifestyle, or was it just... Yeah, well, from what I've read, I don't think he coped, he coped with the fame very well. Yeah. I think he, when they started out, Freshante liked the fact that they were an underground band for, for people who weren't, you know, into mainstream music. Yeah. And then with the commercial success of the of the first two albums, in particular Blood Sugar Sex Magic, I think they went on an international sort of global multi-million dollar tour. And Freshante couldn't really come to terms with that. Yeah, yeah. Um. And I think they were dabbling in drugs and he's, you know, he's admitted yeah. himself. He's got a bit of an addictive personality and then it yeah. spiralled from there. Right. Going back to the point you made about music and the impact it can have on mental health, it's it's interesting because when, when I connect with music, I, I find it very difficult to just, you know, relax to, to music. I'm always thinking of mm. the chords, you know, analysing yeah. what's going on. I find that really difficult. Can you chill out to music and switch off or do you have a different perception? Um... I, I can, I can, yeah. If if it's a song, say I'm listening to a song for the first time, then I'm, you know, listening to the bass line, listening yeah. to the chord progression. I very rarely listen to lyrics. Yeah. Amazing, I'll listen to a song and say, you know, is it, you know, what that song, you know, we'll talk about what that song was about and I'm, I'm clueless. I don't know what the song's about because <laughs> yeah. I've been listening to the... Absolutely. The drums the or texture, something. yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, so I don't really listen to lyrics, but... Do you think that's part of because you're a music teacher, because you're a musician yourself? I think so, Josh. I think it's because when I get to work at half eight in the morning until I leave, there's kids banging drums. And and plus, yeah. I think when you, you have to do music for certain events, like, you know, because I teach in a Catholic school, so we have to do mass and we have to do mm. th- things that are quite structured. It, it can squeeze the joy out of it, really. Yeah. And so the last thing you want to do when you get home at night is to then put, you know, music on again. Yeah, Occasionally, I, I get really gripped by something i mean for example falling slowly from the musical once yeah joe came downstairs and said this is a great track and ever since then whenever it comes on we just in floods of tears it just yeah. it just triggers something in us yeah and um he used to talk about his tumor markers his mm. afps and of course you know they need to go down and he yeah. used to say you know you know they're falling slowly aren't they are they falling slowly yeah and every time he used to say that for some reason that that melody came into our heads mm. and so and and also the connection with song for a friend jason raz that you yeah. said to us that time the song you know and that that's was yeah. the first ever song that we recorded and did the video for which yeah. is 2014 yeah we, we're currently in the process of doing the same for this year for everybody wants to rule the world tears for fears that's this yeah. year's track yeah. well, um nice. but the connection again with song for a friend now he just I don't know, it just yeah. makes me go cold really every time yeah. I listen to. That is probably, so, having said that, I don't really listen to the lyrics, that's probably one song that the lyrics really did shout, you know, yeah. sort of scream to me. Yeah, there's something yeah. about that community chorus at the end, isn't there? Yeah. Where it yeah. You know, repeats over and over again and, you, and, it, yeah. and uh, that's a kind of a, a message of overcoming adversity, isn't it? That's yeah. that sort of, you know, Absolutely, yeah. coming together of it. But certainly, so so even though I, we do try to, it's, it's difficult to, to to switch off to music. There's there's points and certain tracks that just grab you particularly. Yeah, um, yeah. I I found 
I don't know, with uh, a similar thing with with reading and sort of you know books as pleasure. Yeah. Um, I think you know starting medical school, starting studying university, it's uh, uh, the early years of medical school, doing yeah. a lot of reading, you know, for for work and you know studying around the subject, and then because I was trying to sort of take everything in, I almost forgot how to read for pleasure and almost you know just sort of not think about the words too much just let yeah. let the words wash over you and just you know glean the overall meaning from them and then i found i went through a period where i was sort of finding it hard to um hard hard to en- to enjoy an actually you know you know a book that wasn't a textbook or something like That's that interesting. and mm-hmm. i feel like i'm and i've just started to relearn that process but i'm not quite there yet are you a kindle person or a, a hardback <laughs> Paperback. No, I much prefer the um, the feel and smell of a good, the a real good paper thing. book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I like the Kindle with the the backlight. <laughs> you have yeah, yeah. stick with the light yeah, on it. Yeah. Take, yeah. So how how do you find inner inner peace and calm? How do you de stress? Because I mean, your your job, particularly in A and E, you know, you must see some things there that are just breathtaking. Yeah, yeah. That there is. How do, how do you switch off from that? Usually. If I get home from work early enough that William hasn't gone to bed yet, as soon as I, you know, as soon as I see him and he sees me, he switches on the auto beam, <laughs> and um, everything goes away. Yeah, everything just melts into the background. Yeah. Um, obviously, podcast obviously a massive, massive source of uh, yeah catharsis for me. I listen to him on my way to work, on my way home from work, during my breaks at work, I take myself away from the staff room, away from where I'm working away from people that I work with and just put my headphones in. That's really interesting. So <laughs> on the journey into work and then yeah. whenever there's a natural break in the day and then you journey home again. Yeah, and then when I get home after <laughs> Have you got any friends here? The you'll just, hey, where's this guy? He won't, he won't speak to us. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not quite like that. But, you know, sometimes you just don't want to talk. You don't, you just want your brain to be occupied with something that isn't work yeah definitely yeah um, yeah even if you are at work or you know be it briefly on a, on a break or something yeah um and yeah i enjoy like i say i enjoy listening to him whilst i'm making the tea in the mm. kitchen yeah um, and what what would you recommend what what podcasts are, are out there that make you feel um occupied and true crime is a big one yeah i love true as morbid as it is i love the case file true crime podcast yeah they, they are amazing yeah I'll um, to some of them the adam buxton podcast again yeah, yeah um like like we said before the ones the ones that almost feel like make you feel like you're being voyeuristic and that you're eavesdropping in yeah. an interesting conversation yeah atletico mints that's, that's bob mortimer and andy uh, dawson right. it's right. a bit of a surreal comedy football loosely themed on football podcast right um, that's I, I find hilarious. I, I, I think the ones that transport you to a different place, uh, yeah, or the yeah. ones like I say where, where you're listening to an interesting conversation. Yeah, I find the best. I've mentioned Rich Rolty before, haven't I? As well. Yes, he's really yeah. interested in this this um, this guy who became the he became some sort of ultimate athlete, but yeah. only on a plant food based diet. And he has yeah. really interesting guests on as well. And it's quite a quite a good.
So, I mean, in your in your job, challenge must be something that you, you come across every day. Have you got any particular coping strategies when things really do get tough? Or you've got your, your podcast that you can escape to, but in terms um, of coping with challenge? Um, I mean, I think having a mentor is, is really important. Obviously, yeah. I'm still at... I'm still I'm still a junior junior and you know at the very very beginning of my career and it's always good to have someone more experienced who's been yeah. around longer. Even though you're a few years in now, is you still classed as junior? Well, I'm not like at the very bottom of the yeah. ladder, right? But um, you know, compared to you know the consultants that have been doing it for thirty years, yeah, of course, of course. Um, then you know, there's always that you know having that someone to to bounce ideas off, check what you think you've done is right um give you guidance give you know question you give you advice pull you yeah. up when you you know um when you could have done things differently that's that's a key thing yeah is there anything that really stands out as a you know a memorable piece of advice from somebody either at you know university or school or even outside of medicine you know just somebody who's been a real mentor to you yeah um one i mean I guess in, in, t- in the context of my job, if um, one piece of advice that I've, that's always that's that's been I found useful is um, always sort of try and treat your patient as if how how you would wish one of your family members to be treated or yeah. yourself to be treated, which I guess you know broadly speaking you could you could apply. To, yeah. to life in general I got, I got that advice from a former head you know that went, really? when I became a head of year which would have been about 2000 and goodness me I don't know 2008 or something that was yeah. the first thing he said to me he said well, you know if, if, if there's a, a people in front of you whatever they've done wrong however yeah. bad it is just imagine it's your own child how would you want them to be yeah. treated and that's a great exactly. piece of advice isn't it and it does make you stop sometimes Definitely. as much as you probably try to tell yourself that that's how you treat people anyway yeah. you, it does make you stop and think um, and you know, and do things differently as a result. Yeah, absolutely. And you very recently became a parent to, to William with his <laughs> full on auto beam. And how's that yeah. how's, how's that changed your life? Has crikey about that's been um, <laughs> Yeah. In every sense. Um but it does it does undoubtedly change your life for the better. Yeah. It's obviously the most drastic sort of upheaval you can imagine in your life or one of the most you know, life-changing things that can happen to you, but it's it's definitely all been for the better. And yeah. you do start seeing the world in a different way. Yeah, it's a whole new box of feelings, isn't it, that yeah. comes into your head when you become a parent. And yeah, it's very so, there's a There's another darker box that opens when your kids become ill. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole different... Because there's nothing yeah. more precious than you than your kids, and when no. when you suddenly... when when they Even if it's something, you know, a cold or something, you still feel anxious about that yeah and that's that's something i never truly appreciated obviously when when joe was ill when when tom was ill it was like my brother and my friends you know you know yeah yeah. but then thinking about what joe went through or what tom went through now that i'm a parent or seeing children seeing parents of children who are who you know i've seen in a and e who were critically unwell um the minute you start thinking how would i feel if that was my my baby it's absolutely terrifying. It's yeah. you know, it's yeah, like you say, it's like opening the door to a yeah to a to a, a whole sort of you know hellish world of yeah. emotion and fear and yeah. I think I think if you if you say to most people, just open that door for a few seconds and see what it feels like, and that is exactly yeah 
Yeah, to, I mean, what, one of the things that I, we get said a lot to us is things like, oh, if it happened to me, if it was my child, oh, that'd be it. And I've always, I'd love to know what that, what that actually means because after you lose something that's really precious, like your own child, as, as awful mm. as that is, eventually life kicks in and you yeah. have to go to the shops and get the shopping in and you have to put fuel in the car. Yeah. Life doesn't allow you to, I, I guess if you were, you know, multi, multi, you know, billionaire and you could afford to live on a, a remote island somewhere. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. you never ever get over it, but life kind yeah. of drags you along with it really in some ways. Yeah. Maiden and I have discussed this as well, briefly, <laughs> because obviously we, we don't want to be thinking about it no, too much. But God, no. We are obviously in awe of what, yourself and Alison have been through but what we've struggled to get our head around is how if anything like that you know ever happened god forbid it it to me to us it kind of seems that everything else would be meaningless that everything else would pale into comparison yeah you know like going to the shops getting food you know like it you know the most I I don't know yeah that's that's the danger you know that that that's the danger that you Everything does pale into insignificance. Even things like your own, you know, even taking a shower, you just don't yeah. bother. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then ever so slowly as the weeks ro- roll by, um, there's a there's a sort of life drags you back, back. into the into the mainstream. But yeah. Because you haven't got any milk in the fridge, or you you know, the, and then that that just builds and builds and builds yeah. until you can get back on your feet again. Then you just yeah. learn to walk. Someone described it once to me as a life out of sync. And everything you do from this point forward is slightly off kilter, really. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, here we are, 10 years. 10 years. It's 10 years in September, and then, of course, it was 10 years in November. T- 10 years this month for the charity, for mm. the, you know, for the JGT. So, yeah. Um, but we just did that. We did a gig at the Rigger on Friday night. Oh, yeah. How did that go? Uh, it, was, it, it was amazing, Josh. I mean, we, we raised a, a, over £1,000 just, oh, just at, you know, just night. at the Rigger. <laughs> And it was absolutely packed, it was. Really? And we had some student bands playing. Then yeah. Sam put together this throw-together yeah. band of friends of his. Yes. And it was yeah. absolutely brilliant. Um, I didn't realise there was an 11pm curfew on the music, so Sam had to cut his set short, oh, which no. <laughs> didn't go down. I, 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 oh. I felt awful, but you know, nobody had said there was an yeah. 11 o'clock curfew. <laughs> But there were so many former students that came. I mean, I've been there for 30 years, so so many yeah. former students came back and said hi and, wow. and said some lovely things. And it does give you a kind of a real boost, mm. you know, which yeah. is which is a nice thing. Cool. And I think music music does that, doesn't it? Music brings people together. and Yeah, gives everyone what, a reason to it, be It wasn't there. a particular style of music. There was a bit of everything in there. There was some, some of the bands did some classic rock, some Journey, Aerosmith. Yeah. And then the other band were slightly more soulful and funky mm. um but there wasn't any so the you know the people weren't there for for, a, for any one band or you know style of music and it's great isn't it that music can do that it's yeah. just you know an incredibly powerful thing absolutely there's not yeah. there aren't many things that can get you know that many people of very different ages and backgrounds together in one no. in one place absolutely i remember you telling me about that time that chad smith came to stoke didn't he in there <laughs> Yeah. However, that, however that happened, I'll never know. Yeah. No, I'm still know. not quite sure. I'm not sure if I dreamt it. But it happened though, didn't it? You, yeah, I've got his drumstick. You got? Yeah. His, how did you get that? Yeah. My my um my mate Luke, who um who was the drummer in Borders, he used to work at this place called the uh, I'm not sure if he still does called the Rhythm Foundry, a music school. Yeah, it's still there. The Rhythm. Yeah, Foundry, yeah, I know the Rhythm Foundry. Uh, yeah. Teaching drums there, and 
I think the guy who owns it or manages it knows someone um, in the music journalism business who knows, is it Steve Ward, the drummer from The Jam? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, and he's st- is it Steve? I can't remember his name. Anyway, the, ja- the, the drummer from The Jam. And um, he was doing a drum clinic um, in Stoke. And then I think they knew that Chad would be in the area because he was touring with the Chilis at the time. And um, I think they knew knew him through, through the friend of a friend and asked him if he fancied dropping down. And uh, he said, yeah. And they picked him up from Stoke Station on the, tra- <laughs> on the train. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Unbelievable, really, to think that's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> so just just going back yeah. just briefly to um, to the friendship with, with Tom and, and Joe, because they were like yeah. the absolute best. And yet both went yeah. through these horrendous... Conditions went, yeah. you know, because Tom had two craniotomies, didn't he? Two yeah. operations, too, because he was allergic to just about everything, I think, wasn't he? And yeah, caused a sort of pressure in his, his head and all exactly. that. Yeah, you know, the but but I mean, when when he was in his darkest times, how did you how do you, how do you think he got through that? What 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 do you think it was that because um, Joe and Tom were incredibly strong and really tough, yeah, mentally, yeah. Um, Are they, um, what I remember when Tom was unwell was myself and Joe coming to visit him in hospital mm. and um, uh, Joe going into the room and um, and obviously spending some time with Tom and then obviously the, the laughter that emanated from the room that was mm. the usual sort of standard yeah. thing whenever they were together yeah. um, and the hilarity that ensued uh, and then um, Joe coming out of the room and them both being like, yeah, we're going to start a band now. We're going to start playing together. Oh, right. And uh, <laughs> it was like that was it, you know, because this has happened. We should probably should play together more <laughs> often. Yeah. And uh, again, it's you know, it's music. They felt the whole thing of music bringing yeah. people together. And um, yeah. and uh, yeah, I think they did have a few jams. I remember. Yes. Because yeah. I, I mean, I, I asked that question because what was odd is, is that the times that we spent on the cancer units, there's an incredible strength in teenagers that you don't see in adults you know mm. if, if you're told you get cancer in your 40s or 50s i don't know i guess you're bulletproof when you're 18 19 yeah. right? you guess you don't see the the same kind of view on it or something but yeah yeah and that that you know works in their advantage because right? yeah when you're that age you still imagine that you know you, you've still got so many plans and so many dreams and and it just gives you another reason to, to go out and and uh go and achieve and do all the things that you wanted to do yeah absolutely well this is the first podcast i've done you know josh this is it this isn't you, you really? are number you one foul. so <laughs> polished <laughs> so polished <laughs> oh. so we'll we'll carry on we'll carry on listening to podcasts shall we we'll carry on doing them sounds we'll like a plan to me and we'll keep on going so josh thank you very much no problem at all it's been a pleasure So that was Josh Leach. What a great guy. Thank you very much, Josh. It's been a lovely way to spend a Sunday afternoon. Everything that we've talked about today, we'll put links in the description. Please check into the JGT website from time to time. I'll read about the charity, see what's going on. Thanks very much for listening. Bye for now. <laughs>